hey what's going on everybody what's going on welcome back welcome back to another live stream here pigskin addicts back again uh with another live stream um and again kind of just like how it was last week there's a lot of information swirling around i could get some you know i can do some videos and things like that but i think it's way more streamlined the process is much much easier uh when i come on here and just do a live stream so uh that's what i'm going to be doing from now on i think uh, especially during this off season um and before i get into it get some housekeeping stuff out of the way uh if you guys haven't seen my posts in the community tab uh these live streams that i will be doing um obviously you can watch them here live uh you can catch them live but they will be available um here on youtube as well uh under the podcast section and then I'm going to make these live streams available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well, too. So just audio form uh, if you're into, you know, just listening uh, without video, right? If you're at work or something, that's what I do, you know, pretty much when I'm at work. I just listen to podcasts. I don't need the video. I just need to hear, you know, the audio and it's normally uh, good. So that's where we're at here. So I am I am uh, happy, happy, very excited to, to do that. Um, and. Yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know the podcast form stuff is coming audio only. Well, it is here, so I will just continue adding to uh, um, the list. Keep adding to the playlist. It's here, um, and I'm 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 trying to try my best. Right? I'm a one man team, but I'm trying my best to branch out, uh, do some more collaborations. Right? Maybe do some 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 other things. Right? I'm I'm in the process of working on a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, so I won't. I'm not gonna reveal everything, but. Um, there is some some stuff coming up. I want to keep the channel fun and fresh, right? I don't want it to be just monotonous. Me getting on here making videos, um, you know, you seeing my face every day, right? The same type of stuff. I want to change it up a little bit um, and give you guys, you know, a, a change of pace every now and then. I think it's good, um, and I think it's something that is going to be successful. And I think it's stuff that you guys like. Um, you guys seem to like the collaboration with the the uh, um, the collaboration we did the other day, uh, the lightning round podcast. So um, there's more collaborations on the way. Um, trying to get some things scheduled right now uh, as we speak, but uh, there's going to be more, more and more stuff on the way. So um, just be be aware of that. It's coming. So uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before I start, before I get into uh, all of this stuff. Um, everybody in the chat, what's up? What's going on? Thank you guys uh, for joining me. Um, yeah, man, it's it's this this free agency period has been a very interesting time for the Chargers. It's been quiet, very very quiet, but it's still been interesting, right? There's still a lot of questions, a um, lo lot of questions to to really uh, uh, address, right? A lot of things to address, a lot of inactivity that's going on that uh, is worrisome. If you're a Charger fan, and I'm I'm going to get into that um, a little bit here. So the first thing, the very very first thing that I wanted to get into was the Drew Tranquil uh, contract situation, right? So in looking at everything that happened, right, with the with the Drew Tranquil contract situation, I don't know if you guys are on Twitter or if you guys are just looking at things around the internet. Um, there was conflicting information that came out about the Drew Tranquil thing. Now, um, that was one of the things, one of the main things that I asked the uh, Lightning Round podcast guys uh, because they do have some inside information and they did report that the Chargers 
made uh, Drew Tranquil the deal. And to me, it made sense, right? Everything makes sense. You have this guy, Drew Tranquil, right? Uh, last year was his first real season starting at the linebacker position uh, where he got starter snaps. And he had a really good season, right? This was his first season uh, starting. And he had a really good season. And he stayed relatively healthy throughout the season as well, too. That's something um, something that you should note, right? As a linebacker, he stayed relatively healthy. That was his second straight season staying healthy after the torn ACL in 2020. So, you know, he gets points for that, right? So the Chargers, according to Jamie and according to Garrett, right, of the, the Lightning Round podcast, they offered him, the Chargers offered Drew Tranquil a two-year deal. Uh, I have it right here. It was two years, $12.5 million total on the deal, and about 8 to $9 million was going to be guaranteed. So pretty much the first year is guaranteed. And then half, about half of that second year is guaranteed, uh, or a little, little half, little, little more than half of the the second year is guaranteed. So the Chargers were looking to lock down Drew Tranquil for the long term. They were looking to lock him down. Now, when uh, Tranquil seen these numbers, right, basically it averages out to six and a half million, uh, six and a half million a year annual average. Um, I think when he was going into free agency, and and th this is not nothing that's that's been confirmed, but what I heard is that he was looking upwards of eight to eight and a half million dollars annual average for him. Right. So the Chargers deal was a little below the average that he was looking for. So he wasn't happy with what the Chargers offered him. So he went to, you know, go talk to other teams. Right. To see what his market was outside of the Chargers. That's what he did. Now, his market outside of the Chargers was nowhere near that eight to eight and a half million that he was looking for. So. When he was done looking around and when he was done, you know, searching for a deal that was going to suit him and his needs, he ended up signing with the Kansas City Chiefs on the cheap, right? Because the Chargers, they obviously didn't have the same offer for him. Uh, the Chargers, what I've heard and, and everything that I've heard, you know, I've, I've, I've checked around on this. Everything that I've heard, the Chargers were budgeting money for Drew Tranquil. Um, what they wanted to do, though, they wanted to see what his market value was outside of the team. So they pretty much encouraged him. Yeah, go look around and see what your market value is. Right. Because we're not offering you eight to eight and a half million dollars, but no other team is offering you that as well, too. So you can get a look at what your market is. He didn't like it. And uh, he ended up signing with the Chiefs on the cheap. Now, there was conflicting information. Right. And. I, I, if you, I know exactly where it came from. I, I know exactly where it came from. If you guys, you know, follow anybody on Chargers Twitter, if you follow some of the bigger, um, you know, Charger podcasts like Twitter pages and stuff, you would know where some of this information came from. But this information does, is not true that the Chargers didn't offer Drew Tranquil a deal. They offered him a deal, and there's still some of this going around. And I still seen some of this just yesterday on Twitter where people were talking, I can't believe the Chargers didn't offer Drew Tranquil a deal. They offered him a deal. It was a deal that he didn't like. People need to get this through their heads. They offered him a deal. And even when you think about it as well, too, it doesn't even make, think about it logically, from a logical standpoint, it doesn't even make sense why the Chargers wouldn't offer Drew Tranquil the deal and give Eric Kendricks a deal right out of the gate, right? It doesn't make sense. You know you're not going to offer Drew Tranquil a deal. So now you go and sign an older linebacker, right? An older linebacker. And when it comes to older linebackers, whether or not a guy has stayed healthy throughout his entire career, 
Um, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but the risk is there, right? The risk is there for injury. The risk is there for decline play, right? There's a lot of questions. It's not just a plug and play thing, right? There's some question marks and Eric Kendricks is going to have the opportunity to prove everybody wrong on that. But there's still question when you're signing a guy who's played a lot of football, um, who has, you know, made a lot of tackles in his career, um, who has, you know, been in several hundred collisions in his career, right? When you go out and you give that money to an older player, it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't offer the younger player who you know can play in your system, right? You know that he can play in your defensive system. He had a good year last year, uh, obviously best year of his career, and he showed himself to be one of the best blitzing inside middle linebackers, right? That's something that is, is you know, needed around the league, right? You all, always need guys who can, who can blitz, right? Get to the quarterback, um, make tackles for losses, right? That's something that any team could use. So it doesn't make sense for the Chargers, right? And that story doesn't make sense for them to just let him walk scot-free, no offer, and then go out and sign an older player, right? Who, you know, again, the injury risk grows as you get older into the league, right? Older players are normally more injured. Um, you know, they need more time to heal, all of that stuff. We know all of this. So it doesn't make sense for the Chargers to not offer him a contract. So to me, it didn't make sense when I heard it. And now that I have, you know, checked with 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 several uh, several different people who who know uh, more information about this, right? Now that I've checked with them, I know that they did offer him the contract. He was just displeased with the number. So when you're looking at this situation, right? Um, I initially, and I even said it on Twitter, right? I was I said, hey, I'm wrong, right? And I've always said that I can come on here and say that I'm wrong when I'm wrong. Uh, if I tweet something and I'm wrong about it, I can go back and say, yeah, you know what? I was wrong about it. Um, and I was wrong about the situation because immediately, what did I do? I immediately went to Tom Telesco. I immediately went to Staley, the Chargers brass, and I blamed them for not even offering him a contract, right? When it wasn't true at all. They offered him a contract. And just by the looks of free agency, if Drew Tranquil would have took that contract, it would have been a damn good contract for him because I don't know if you guys seen the Lightning Round podcast. When I did the uh, collaboration with the Light Lightning Round podcast, we talked about how the NFL, the owners, uh, all of these teams, they seem hell-bent on creating a mid-level market, right? That's why they're not dishing out a lot of big money, right? You see deals for really good players, right? The 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 Tranquil deal, right? He took a very, very minimal deal. Uh, Dalton Schultz, right? He turned down a way bigger deal to take a lesser deal. Um, Orlando Brown, right? The, the tackle. Uh, former tackle of the Chiefs, all of these guys, they turn down a lot of money. They turn down huge extensions to get out on the open market and for them to get paid significantly less than their extensions that they were offered, right? So you look at those guys. We talked about that. We talked about them, the NFL, trying to make a mid-level market, and that's pretty much what they did this offseason. So if Drew Tranquil took this deal that the Chargers offered him, right, it looked like it would have been one of the better deals of this mid-level market area, right? And then you look at it in another two years, he would have been a free agent. So if he continued to ball, if he would have made a Pro Bowl, right, possibly all pro or something like that, he could have continued to ball and he could have really parlayed this into a huge payday, right? A very big extension, three, four-year extension, whatever, for a lot more money. But what he did, he took the deal in Kansas City and now he is, he's really going to be, you know, probably a, a, a third down, maybe a third down linebacker, right? I'm sure there's going to be some some packages that he will be in the game. Uh, he rushes the passer very well from the inside. Uh, I think Steve Spagnolo can use him. Uh, Spagnolo is a very 
very uh, seasoned defensive coordinator in Kansas City. He's a Super Bowl winning uh, defensive coordinator. So he can he can definitely do something with Drew Tranquil. But I think all of his incentives, he's not going to play enough, especially if Willie Gay and Nick Bolton don't get hurt. Those are two of the best linebackers in the game. So, you know, you're not going to be starting week one, but, you know, he can find his spots. Right. And if he can make some plays while he's in the game, uh, whenever he does play right in the, the snaps that he will get. I think he can really set himself up to get another, you know, a, a, another opportunity at a bigger payday. But it's nothing like him playing a two-year contract out with the Chargers, balling, right, being the starter, playing starter snaps, uh, you know, having his stats be up there, right, having his highlight packages look really, really good. Um, it's nothing like that. So he's going to lose out on some money, and he left some money off the table um, and I'm sure he's not happy about that, but at this point, right, he made his decision and he has to move on. But I just wanted to come on here and clarify that because I still see people talking about, I can't believe the Chargers didn't offer Drew Tranquil a contract. They offered him a contract. He didn't like it. Uh, most of these guys are not liking their mid-level type of uh, deals that they are getting. And, you know, even the guys who are free agents at right now, right, it's going to come a point where they're going to have to accept something, right, or sit out a year or accept something. So, um, you know, all of these guys, they're not in the, in, in positions to really, you know, d make salary demands at this point right now, right? They're just going to have to fit in, especially as free agency goes along. All of the big money has been given out. All of these teams are not giving out any more big money, um, you know, unless a superstar hits the market, which is unlikely at this point. But the teams are giving out the money. The money's already gone. So now you have to pretty much get in where you fit in. And I think that's where Drew, Tran that's what Drew Tranquil did. Uh, that's what Orlando Brown did. And, you know, some of these other guys, they're going to have to make these decisions. Most of these guys are going to be on one-year deals, one-year prove-it deals. And, you know, that's just the way the ball is bouncing this free agency. You can't really, you know, fault anybody, right? All you can just say is that, hey, the NFL is probably colluding, right? Some of these teams are probably colluding because everybody's on the same page here. They want to make a mid-level market which, you know, isn't the worst thing in the world, but, you know, the, the the players are getting the short end of the stick here. And, you know, we got into more detail on this when I, I collaborated with the Lightning Round podcast uh, a couple of days ago. So check that out if you want to get, you know, more information on it. But I just wanted to come on here and cover that and just make sure that everybody knows that we um, offered Drew Tranquil a contract extension. The Chargers did. So, so if you see any of that stuff going out there, it's false. The Chargers did. Um, you know, somebody reported some bad information and they possibly just don't want to look wrong now. Right. It happens all the time. You know, when, 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 you know, uh, Adam Schefter or somebody, they, they report bad information. Um, sometimes they'll just go ghost, right. They'll just go ghost and just not say anything. Uh, and I think that's what's going on in this situation here, but be advised the chargers did offer Drew Tranquil, uh, uh, a pretty fair market value, a contract. He turned it down, um, and he's moving on. So, as he moved on, we will move on. Now, the next topic I want to get to, John Johnson. Uh, again, if you guys didn't watch or listen to the collaboration with the Lightning Round podcast, those guys, they convinced me uh, that John Johnson, a potential John Johnson signing could really be beneficial to the Chargers. And, you know, I, I really, really do think he could be beneficial to the Chargers. But I think at this point right now, uh, because it hasn't happened yet, um, I don't know what the chances are of it. Uh, John Johnson could, he could be a charger, but he's been out on the market for about a week now. 
Um, the Chargers haven't, from what I've heard, there no offer has been made. Um, I think the two sides are talking, but no offer has been made, so we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. He is a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent. So other teams are probably talking to him as well, too. Um, I think he's being patient. I think he wants to play for Brandon Staley. He had uh, one of his best years of his career under Brandon Staley in 2020 with the Rams. So I think he's being patient. But I think the Chargers, the lack of, you know, the lack of movement on their side to really get him signed, to get him under contract, I think it's going to make him really have to – it's going to force him to look at other places. I I, I really think that that's going to happen. He's going to have to look at other places now um, because the Chargers are just not – they're not aggressive enough trying to pursue him. Um, I don't know what the Chargers are planning to do with the rest of this the salary cap money, but it's clear that they want John Johnson on the cheap. They want him on the really, really cheap, and they're hoping that he's going to be around for a while because there hasn't been any real, real movement, any real um, progress made there. So we'll see what happens, right? Maybe some progress can be get, can get made over the, the next few days, right? Hell, maybe today, right? Maybe they can announce it tomorrow, but we don't know. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, if it was going to happen, right, when there's interest on both sides, normally, you know, you can get an agreement pretty pretty quickly. But I don't know. I don't know if the Chargers see something. Maybe it's his medical history or something. There's something going on there um, that is not being reported as of yet right now. There's something going on. And, you know, it's something that is keeping the deal from going right. They, this deal should have happened uh, a few days ago, actually. So there's something there. There's something there. I don't know what it is. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I can find out what it is, but there's something there that's keeping those two sides apart because when you go into the weekend, right, if a deal doesn't happen by this weekend, right, coming out of the weekend, right, going into next Monday and all of this stuff, I, I think John Johnson is probably going to have to look at other places because just for him to have a one-year prove deal, right, it's great and all of that stuff, but the longer he waits, right, the less and less money these teams are going to have, right? Teams are still making some signings, uh, not big money signings, but teams are still, you know, they're giving out some money. A lot of teams, their salary cap is, you know, starting to shrink and shrink and shrink. So he's going to have to make a decision for himself here pretty soon. I don't know if he just wants to sit around and wait on the Chargers. Maybe he does. Um, if he does do that, that'll be great. But, you know, I, I just don't see that, right? If you're a player, you're unsigned. You want to keep continue playing football. I think he's only 27, 28 years old. Uh, you want to continue playing. You want to continue making money. You want to continue to get that uh, that NFL check, right? You got to sign here pretty soon. So um, I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know what the Chargers are are looking to do. Um, they to me they are holding on to this cap space here that they have. And to me, it seems like a move might be underway, possibly a trade. Um, you have to have some type of uh, salary cap space, right, to match uh, salaries. I think the Chargers are looking at moving Austin Eckler. I honestly think that's what they're doing. I think they're talking to other teams. Whether they, whether or not it happens, um, I don't know. I think it's unlikely, but I think that they're keeping that space there. I think they're keeping it open just in case, just in case. They're keeping it open just in case because – they know sooner or later we're going to have to make a move, right? We're going to have to make a move, especially if Austin Eckler, if he's sitting out in camp and all of this stuff, it becomes a story. Um, you know, he's already done the podcast, right? This is already a story out there. He can continue to make it a story if he keeps talking. I think that they are choosing to hold that cap space right now in case they can get something going. 
Um, that's the only thing that I see because the Chargers should be – John Johnson is right there. And because they haven't made that signing, uh, to me, it, it, it seems like the, it is low on their list of priorities. So we'll see what happens. We, we, we will see what happens with that. Um, let's see. Let me go to, to the uh, – yeah, Matt says, don't forget to leave a like on the stream. Yes, please, please uh, hit a like for the YouTube algorithms, please. I appreciate that. Um, Andrew Lim says, uh, we, we are still lack of speed. They haven't been active on getting offensive player at all. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be it. it, They better address that in the draft. That's all I can say. They, they have to address it in the draft. There's not even enough receivers on this roster as of yet. Um, there's only three real receivers on this roster that are going to play, right? The other receivers, if you go to, um, the char- chargers.com, you look at the roster there, there's receivers on the roster. Those guys are practice squad guys or guys who will be cut in training camp. There's only three real receivers on this roster right now. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Josh Palmer. Those are the only three guys who are going to play. And then, you know, looking at last year, right? Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, right? Injury history, right? There is some risk associated there. Uh, so, you know, the, the chargers really need to obviously address the, the wide receiver position, um, I don't know. I really, really don't know what's going on um, with that. I, I do know that they better address it in the draft, though. They need to draft multiple receivers, not just one. They need multiple receivers, multiple, uh, to fill out this wide receiver room. That is a, a area of need that the Chargers have, and they desperately need wide receivers at this point right now. So, yeah, they, they must address that. Um, Matt says we can use another defensive end uh, to rotate in for Mac and Bosa. Yeah. We do, and I have, I've, um, and yeah, Blaine says bring uh, Kyle Van Noy back, and I've advocated they should bring Kyle Van Noy back. It's not going to cost a lot. He ain't going to cost a lot. He'll he'll be like three million. Uh, to me, if there is an area of priority, right, it's wide receiver and this edge. Those are the positions that you really, really have to fill. Now, John Johnson, I think John Johnson would be a, a I don't want to say a luxury player, but I think Alohi Gilman can hold down the the free safety uh, position. I think he can. Um, to me, he's gotten better every single season that he's been uh, in the league. I think he can hold it down. Um, I don't think you really need anybody all that special at that position. Um, but to me, he can hold it down. Um, if we're going in area of priority, wide receiver and edge. Those are the two positions that the Chargers need desperately. Wide receiver and edge. Another safety is not really, you know, to me, it's not crucial um, you know, some people think that the Chargers really, really need it, but I don't know. I think you obviously need a wide receiver. You need speed. You need that 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 uh, element of speed, right, to get downfield. You need that somewhere, somewhere on offense. Um, you know, you wanted that wide receiver, so you need that. And then you also need. We seen what happened last year. Joey Bosa was out most of the year, right? Khalil Mack was pretty much out there by himself, right? Van Noy did a pretty good job, especially down the stretch. So I think Van Noy should come back. He 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 provides a lot of insurance at that position, and he's pretty cheap as well, too. So I would like to see him come back. I re- really would like to see him come back. Uh, Jake Davis said, do you think we could still pair Bobby Wagner with Eric Kendrick? Staley isn't a fan of K-9. I don't think many of us are. He can't be a starter. No, I, I don't think so because the uh, – Bob, Bobby Wagner is still – he had a good year last year with the Rams. I know the Rams weren't good, but he can still play, right? He can still play. He still did everything um, at the Bobby Wagner level. So he could still play. So I don't think – he's not going to be cheap. I, I, he's one of the guys I, I think that is waiting to sign somewhere. I don't think he's going to be cheap. I think wherever he signs, it's probably like a one-year, like 
$10 million deal or something like that. I don't think he's not a four to $5 million player. Um, there's no way that he'll accept that, especially coming off the year that he had. Uh, there's no way he'll accept that. And there's no way the Chargers can afford that. Um, they can make some cuts and stuff like that, but I don't think it, it, I don't think it would be to bring in Bobby Wagner. I would be shocked if that, ha- I wouldn't be against it at all, but um, I would be shocked if that happened. I just, I don't think that they have, I don't think they have that money to to bring Bobby Wagner in. Um, if they were going to do that, uh, they probably would have tried to bring him in instead of Eric Kendricks. But, you know, it, it again, his, his, his demands are going to be way, way more than anybody else out there on the market at this point right now. Um, when the Rams signed him last year, they signed him to like a five-year, $50 million contract. So his annual average was $10 million. Uh, that's probably where he's going to be looking at uh, coming this season. So there are some teams who could pay him that, but, um, you know, maybe on a one-year deal or something like that. But I, the Chargers are, are out of it. I don't think they have enough space for it. And I just don't. I don't. I don't think it happens. I. I. I to me, I just. I don't think it works um, financially. But I would love to have a Bobby Wagner though. He's. He's really good. Um, spending too much money on defense. We need more weapons for Herbert. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Definitely. Definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, hope, hope. All we can hope is that they address it in the draft. That's really all we can hope for. Um, Xenox says, "How do you see Kellen Moore uh, utilizing Eckler?" I can see Josh Kelly getting more touches and a lot less receptions uh, from Eckler. I think I think they use him the way that they used Tony Pollard last year. Um, now I do think Tony Pollard is he's bigger. He's a bigger athlete than Eckler is. He's bigger and he's faster. Um, he's explosive. He has a lot of breakaway speed. Um, he you know you see him you know over the past couple of seasons right. He's got several touchdowns over like 40 or 50 yards, right? Um, and that's receiving and rushing as well, too. But I think you use Eckler the same way you use Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard had over a 1,000 yards uh, in 2022, and he didn't even have that many carries as well, too. His average was really high. His, aver- his average was like over four, I want to say it was like four, four point five, four point six, or something like that. So his average per carry was getting close to five yards. Um, he was very, very explosive. And they didn't need to hand him the ball 30, 40 times to get the best out of him. So I would th- I would think that they use Eckler in the same way. Um, I also think that they use Josh Kelly, possibly Isaiah Spiller as well, too. Uh, that two-back system works very, very good. It worked well for the Cowboys. Uh, they used, you know, Pollard and, and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Zeke was the quote-unquote starter, but Tony Pollard got the most snaps, right? And he his stats obviously um, outweighed Zeke by a lot right receiving and rushing so you, if you use him the same way you use tony pollard you're going to get the most out of eckler um i do think that eckler needs to be better as a runner uh especially between the 20s i think you know in in, in the red zone he is a guy he's very good in the red zone right he's strong but i think between the 20s he needs to become a better runner especially between the tackles um i expect that i expect kellen moore to bring that element to la that running element, uh, that's something that they did very well in Dallas. And when you watch the film, uh, you see both guys, right? Even Zeke, too. Like, we've we seen that Zeke wasn't he, he wasn't what he used to be. But when you watch the film and when you watch what he was able to do, right, he was still getting three to four yards of carry, right, still getting t- uh, tough yards. Uh, now, obviously, he was getting paid way too much money for the production that he was given, right? But when played sparingly, Zeke was still pretty – he was still pretty okay. 
with with the the, the with the Cowboys last year, right? So I I I think that Kellen Moore can get the most out of this running game with the running backs on this roster right now. Now, if the Eckler trade does happen and he does go somewhere else, then you you you're gonna have to you know obviously be John Robinson in the draft. Maybe that becomes a possibility, but um, at this point right now, I think Kellen Moore can get the most out of this running game by utilizing all three backs that the Chargers have now. Um, all of these guys, they bring something different to the table, and I think he can get the most out of it. This running game could be, you know, a, a, a running back by committee type of thing, right? Whoever has the hot end. So um, I'm excited for what he's going to do with this running game. I think he can use Eckler really, really well, though, just like how he used Tony Pollard. Um, Kamari says, I think uh, turning Drew into Eck is still a – is still a downgrade turning Drew into Eck. What is what does that mean? I'm I'm sorry, I didn't I don't uh catch that. Turning Drew into Eck is still a downgrade. Um if you can clarify that, I don't I'm not I'm not sure what you mean by that. Maybe maybe it's just me re reading it wrong, but I don't um if you can clarify it. Um are we gonna bring Guyton back? He at least has chemistry with Herbert on the deep part of the field. Um I would think so. I I I thought so, but I mean, it's it's been how long has free well, free agency started the fifteenth, right? Officially started the fifteenth. Uh, the legal tampering period started what last Monday, I believe, last Monday, last Tuesday. So what? It's been almost ten days. So I don't know. I, I don't know if the Chargers bring him back. I I would hope that they do. Uh, you know, he is a speed threat, and he is going to be cheap as well too. He's still a free agent out there right now. Um, so if the Chargers do have plans to bring him back, I, I would think that they would, you know, probably try to bring him back before the draft. That way they know they have another receiver, you know, in the room, right? So there's four actual receivers that are going to play on game day. Now they can, you know, kind of be more strategic in the draft, right? What wide receiver do you really, really like? Who do you want to take, right? And maybe they just take one receiver if they re-sign Jalen Guyton. If they don't resign Jalen Guyton, you have to take multiple receivers in the draft, multiple rookies. Um, and I don't know if that's something that they want to do, but I don't know. They, they've really boxed themselves into a corner with the way that they've managed um, the roster. This hasn't been good roster management, especially at the wide receiver position, especially when you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback. This is puzzling to me. I don't understand the way that they are managing this, but, um, man, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I to me it to me it just seems like they're going rogue. It it seems like they're going all out and I I know that they're not going rogue. They need owner permission before they do any anything and get make all these moves. But I think that they're really you know focused and the tunnel vision is clear. They want to get something out of this defense. They they want to build continue to build this defense. They want to get something out of they want to make this defense a great defense. And, you know, it's 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 clear with the moves that they've made um, and offense is kind of secondary to them right now. And it doesn't make sense when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But we'll see how this plays out, because this has all of the makings to be a disaster. And I, I, I said this uh, a couple of months ago, even before all of these moves. And now that I see um, what's went on clearly right in free agency, uh, this has the makings of a disaster on defense uh even on offense right especially when you bring injuries into it this has a 
this has disaster written all over it if the Chargers are not careful. And they really they kind of haven't been in in free agency. So we'll we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um I, I don't to I don't know, man. It it, it just I don't know. I, I hope that they bring him back, but but we'll see. We we'll see. Um let, let's see. I was going to go here. Optimus Ryan says the Chargers need to draft for players are going to play. JT Woods was drafted and did nothing. Yeah, Carr's got three sacks out of uh, Cameron Thomas, right? And that's going to be the thing as well, too. So we'll know a lot more with this draft. This is why I think this is this and like just a little sidebar, right? Who the hell needs reality TV when you have the Chargers? I am I cannot wait for this draft. I cannot wait. I honestly cannot wait for this draft because. This draft is going to tell us everything that we need to know about the mindset of Brandon Staley, about the mindset of Tom Telesco, because to me, they are operating in desperation. Both these guys are operating in desperation. They're operating to save their jobs, to do enough to save their jobs. To me, they're not operating to win. And that's that's been one of my biggest problems. That's why I criticize Staley all the time. That's why I'm going to continue criticizing Staley and Tom Telesco, especially if free agency continues to go this way, they need to build. You need to get weapons around your quarterback. And to me, it, it, it just seems like they are not interested in that at all. They're interested in legacy names, right? They're inter interested in big names. They're interested in legacy, what guys have done in the past and not what's going to happen in the future. Like I said before, We've seen the best of Khalil Mack. They decided to bring him back, right? They could have cut him post June 1st. It would have been a $4 million cap hit, and they would have saved, I don't know how much more, uh, more money. They, they decided to bring him back, right? And they're going to have to cut him next year because his salary cap hit is about $38 million, right? Close to $40 million for a 33, 34-year-old Khalil Mack. You obviously can't do that, right? You obviously cannot do that. Good teams wouldn't do this, but when you're operating out of desperation and when you only know one thing, and this this is the thing about Staley that gets me, right? Everybody wants all of his old players. If he's a good defensive coach, he can coach up new players to play defense well as well, too, right? You don't see Bill Belichick just, you know, saying, oh, you know, just bring back players that have only played for me. No, he takes guys out of college. He takes undrafted free agents, a la J.C. Jackson, turns them into stars, right? He can do that because he's a good defensive coach, right? Great defensive coach. Brandon Staley is not there. The only guys who really produce under Staley are, are, are guys that have played for him uh, with the Rams, right? And, yes, it's all good and dandy, but turn somebody else into a star, right? Uh, improve Kenneth Murray, right? Make Kenneth Murray a star, right? Uh, you know, improve all these other guys who didn't play for you in L.A. If you can do that, then you can be considered a good defensive coach. He doesn't do that, though. So now we're just looking to have, you know, L.A. Rams reunions on the 2023 Chargers and hoping that this defense gets better. Um, and for me, there's nothing there. There's nothing to me that says that this defense is going to get better. There's nothing. There's nothing that says that. Everybody, we're hoping and wishing. I talk about this on the channel all the time. Hoping and wishing, hoping and wishing. We hope the defense is going to get better. We hope it's going to get better. Now we have 35 games. We have a 35-game sample size to know that the, the, the Chargers defense can't stop anybody as far as the run, right? Good teams, bad teams, it doesn't matter. Everybody, you know, can run on the Chargers. That's obviously been, you know, one of the biggest issues, right? And now you get to a place where you have Bosa, you have Mac, uh, you know, you have some of these older players, right? You're an injury away from everything going downhill. 
And this is all predicated on guys on defense. Not the way that I would build, but they are op- to me they are operating out of desperation. It's a, it's clear desperation, and to me it's just it, things can go bad. Things can go very very bad. I'm I'm hoping that it doesn't, but things can go bad. They they can definitely go bad. Um, who are some players you would want the Chargers to draft at 21? Um, well, right now, I, obviously. Obviously, edge is something that I am I'm looking at. I think the Chargers have they they're going to have to address the offense. And I see a lot of people saying that we need to address the offense. But here here's the thing, right? Here's the thing at at number twenty one. You cannot just you know arbitrarily draft uh, an offensive guy who doesn't have a clear path to being your number one receiver um, in the future. And I'm I'm just talking about you know the the receivers or a tight end or whatever, right? You can't just arbitrarily draft somebody because you need them, right? What is their long term going to be? Um, is this somebody that Kellen Moore can work with on offense, right? Can they develop them into somebody, right? And I'm again I'm talking receiver, um, tight end, right? Pass catching positions. Uh, you don't just want to draft anybody and have that be a bust, right? Because if let's say the Chargers do take a Zay Flowers or a Jalen Hyatt, right? These are guys, small guys, um, who typically are not in any other draft. These guys are not first round picks. They're not first round talents, right? They're they're early second round, late second round, whatever, right? Most of these guys are not going to be number one receivers. They're small. There's a lot of guys in this draft playing receiver that weigh under 185 pounds, and to me, that's nuts. That's crazy. You cannot be a number one receiver in this league when that 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 little it just it doesn't work right historically it doesn't work and there's people who talk about Antonio Brown and um, who else was not not a big receiver uh, you know there's Steve Smith and all that those guys are outliers right they're outliers you don't see guys like that every year so unless you're a burner unless you're a Jalen Waddle with four two speed um, it's hard it's hard to draft a small guy at wide receiver so to me I think. There's a lot of talent at the edge position. I think Nolan Smith, if he was to drop, and I don't think he's going to drop, but he would be my pick. Um, another guy that I'm going to cover, I'm going to make a video on him, is Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness uh, from Iowa, the defensive end. I really, really like him, and there's a chance that he might be available at 21. So for me, I would go, if there's an edge that you like, that you really, really like that's available, I would go there. Um, wide receiver. If there's a wide receiver that 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 drops, that can, you know, that has you know the 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 potential, the ability to be your future number one wide receiver. I would take him. Uh, to to me, it's it's not uh, exact science, right? There's not a super big area of need that the Chargers have really. Um, I'm obviously you know outside of safety, and and you can use some depth at cornerback and stuff like that. But to me, I think edge wide receiver right best players available at those positions right i know a lot of people say the best player available at the time but best player at positions of need so best player at edge right best player with the highest uh ceiling right highest you know future um prospects to be a number one wide receiver right at at, at the receiver position um just the best available at whatever position that you need to me that's where i would go but <clears throat> excuse me I told you guys, it's been the way that the Chargers have been operating this offseason. To me, it lets me know that they are in desperation mode. And again, 
tunnel vision, right? They're kind of looking at this defense. And I, to me, if you draft somebody, if you're going to draft somebody on defense, it's got to be an edge. It's got to be somebody who you know can come in, make some plays. They're going to play this year, right? Even though they'll be edge three on the depth chart, they will play this year. There's a good chance that either Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa could go down with the injury, right? Both guys have played a lot of football. Both guys are, um, Khalil Mack's not, not injury prone, but he's played a lot of football. His body could be breaking down. Same thing with Bosa. So, this is a guy who can needs to come in and make some plays this year, should be ready to play. So uh, whoever it is, they need to be ready to play this year. That, that's all I can say. They need to be ready to play. So yeah, it it, it it's it's hard. It's hard to hard to um predict this, but yeah, they whoever it is should be ready to play. Uh what's your prediction of this year? Um it's too early, man. It's it's way, way too early. Um way too early to determine that we'll, we'll have to see what happens offensively we'll have to see what happens at, uh, with, with the draft um we'll have to see what happens all i know is that we're starting off right the the last year we you know we had a lot of hype the chargers won the offseason uh this year is not that it's not that uh the fans are not letting this happen um i see it all the time it's, it's just not happening we'll believe it when we see it we need to see something so um it's too early to tell right now, um, but I, I just, as far as the direction goes of what the Chargers are doing right now, I just, I, I don't like it. I honestly don't like it, but I also recognize that this could be the last hurrah for Staley. This could be the last hurrah for Telesco, and there could be a brand new brain trust in order. I, I mean, in uh, in tow for 2024. So who knows? But it's too early to tell. Very too, too, way too early to tell. Oh, EK is Eric Kendricks. Oh, okay, so she was talking about Kendricks. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is a downgrade. It's it's to me, it's a downgrade. I I think uh, you know the best football. Drew Tranquil's best football is ahead of him, and Eric Kendrick's best football is behind him. So it's just the age thing with me. But um, I mean, you know, Tranquil turned the 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 money down. So you can't really be mad at the Chargers there. That was that was a, a, a that was a decision that Drew Tranquil made. Um, nobody else made him make that. So it was it was strictly on him. Um, <clears throat> Should have traded for Elijah Moore. Yes, I agree. Especially when you've seen what he went for. Um, crazy, man. Crazy. The Chargers could have easily made that trade. Easily, easily made that trade. Um, and you could have got a guy who explosive down the field, right? He can get a thousand yards in a season. Uh, Elijah Moore with the right quarterback. He's a thousand yard receiver. Easy. They could have traded for that, but they did it. So, you know that that we're used to it as Charger fans. We're we're used to it. So nothing special, right? No, nothing that is is. Uh, Nothing that's out of the ordinary for Tom Telesco and, you know, this Charger organization. They miss out on trades all the time. It, it is what it is. They they just – they don't care, right? They don't care, especially this year. Their tunnel vision, it's all about defense. Uh, they think that they're going to get something out of this defense. We'll see. Only time will tell. But I, I just – I don't feel good about it. I really, really, really don't feel good about it. Um, uh, Kamari Cummings, it's already been a disaster. Staley ruined this team. I agree. And until we see something different, um, you can't fault anybody for thinking that way. So, again, I yeah, I don't like the direction of this team. I really don't. I really don't like the direction of this team at all. Um, KJ says we need sudden suddenness at wide receiver. Uh, so speed is whatever. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. We need sud suddenness and... Speed doesn't really make that much of a difference. Like as far as 40 times, 40 times don't make all that much of a difference. Um, 
they just don't. They just don't. And a lot of people don't understand this. Like, and I, I was just, I was just explaining this to my wife the other day, actually. 40 times are misleading, right? 40 times are misleading. When you watch tape on a Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, he is way, he plays way faster than the 4-4-2 or whatever that he ran. He, he plays way, way faster than that. When you watch tape on Addison, Jordan Addison from USC, he ran like a 4-5-3 or something like that. He plays way faster than that as well, too. So you can't really put too much. You can't bank too much on 40 times. Um, I think a lot of teams really are they, – they, Tyreek Hill has kind of ruined this for everybody uh, because when he came into the league, right, I think he ran like a 4-2-4 or something like that at the combine. Blazing speed, obviously. He plays at every bit of that 4-2-4. So now everybody has been looking for the next Tyreek Hill. That's why John Ross was a first-round pick, right? You guys remember John Ross ran the fastest 40 time ever at a 4-2-2, but he couldn't run routes, right? He wasn't he, he wasn't a football player, right? He's a fast, fast guy, but he's not an NFL football player. That's why he flamed out, and he's not in the league anymore. And that, that was just five or six years ago. He's not in the league anymore at all. And Yes, he's speed, but you have to be able to understand the wide receiver position, right? Leverage, being able to sit in zones, right? Being able to get open against zone coverage, stuff like that. Uh, being able to run really, really crisp routes, right? Kind of like Keenan Allen does. You have to be able to do all of that stuff, right? It's much, much more than speed. And I, I, people talk about this all the time, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it doesn't get talked about more, right? Who leads the NFL? Who's the all-time leader in the NFL in 50 plus yard touchdowns it is jerry rice and i think jerry rice ran a four six four six six or four six seven or something like that um at his pro day when he was getting drafted he ran a four six but he leads the nfl in 50 plus yard touchdowns and jerry rice clearly played the game faster than a four six you go back and look at all his highlights he's running away from everybody he's running away from some of the fastest guys in the league uh some of these these running away from Deion Sanders, running away from uh, uh, Daryl Green. These guys are fast speed guys, right? Actual track fast speed, world class speed. Jerry Rice was running past these dudes on a regular basis, right? So it matters how you play. It's not about what you run in the forty, right? It's about how you play. Do you play faster than your forty time? And that's what the Chargers need. They need somebody that plays faster than their forty time because as of right now, everybody. And the Chargers have good receivers, right? Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Palmer. That's a good trio of receivers. But every single one of these guys plays at their 40 time, right? None of these guys can really break the game open for you. They can run crisp routes. They can sit down in zone coverage, right? They can run uh, 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 really clean routes, right? They can get open. They can. They have good chemistry with Herbert, right? But they don't have the ability to break the game open. That's what you need, right? And even if you have a guy that runs a 4-5 or whatever, like a Jordan Addison, if Jordan Addison gets the ball and he gets behind you, right, you're not going to catch him. You're, you're just not going to catch him. He has shown that speed on tape. He's much faster than that 4-5 that he runs uh, in the 40. So when you're looking at a guy like that, yeah, yeah, you you can de that, that can definitely work with the Chargers. So it's not just about the, the, the 40 times. You don't just need a guy that runs a 4-2 that can't play football because that, he don't do you any good. You need a guy that is – Fast that plays fast when the helmets and pads are on, not just fast on the field, uh, running 40s. Right? I need a guy that's fast when the helmet, the pads are on, when the play is called, and he can run past people. That's that's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for. So it's not necessarily just the 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 time, your 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 40 time, right? How do you play? And tape shows you tape shows you exactly 
who does that? Who can do that? Uh, that's why I made the video, <clears throat> excuse me, last week about Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer coming out of Nebraska, 4-3-3 at the Combine, and he 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 plays that way. He's a bigger receiver. Uh, now, he's going to be available in the third round, right? He's a bigger receiver. Um for this draft class, right? Not not in the in the grand scheme of things, but for this draft class, he's bigger than most guys. Six feet, almost 200 pounds, runs a 4-3-3, uh, can run all the routes, can do all of that stuff, right? But he can take the top off the defense. He can run past people, and that's what you need, right? But he's also a pretty damn good receiver as well, too. He's not just a speed merchant. He's a receiver. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I like him. I really, really like him. I think he'll be available in the third round. Um Depending on, you know, the run on wide receivers in the draft, he could even drop to the fourth round. So the Chargers could get a value pick there, but um, it's unlikely. I'm not getting my hopes up for that. Um, Ryan says, no, Kendricks is an upgrade. And so I've seen some people say that, and he could be. He could be. I, I, I'm not against that at all. He could be. But I'm just saying when you look at the NFL, right, when players get older, they don't get better. And Kendricks is 31, and when you're looking at a guy who has played the middle linebacker position, who has, like I said, had hundreds of collisions, maybe possibly thousands of collisions by this time, right? When he he's this is his ninth year in the league, right? So possibly thousands of collisions. Um, it does something to your body, right? You can be as sharp as you want to as far as your mind goes, but it does something to your body. The grind of a 17 game season really, really does something to your body. Um, that's why you look at Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack flamed out. He flamed out, uh, you know, towards the back end of the season because he's old. He's old, right? And I don't think he he was had a specific injury or anything like that. But the grind, the wear and tear on your body, you know, it 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 does something to you, man. And you cannot, especially going down the stretch of the season, right? Week fourteen, week fifteen, you can't perform like you used to. So that's what I am worried about with the Eric Kendrick signing. I'm not really worried about him, you know, knowing the defense and all of that stuff. He's, he's, he's done that, right? He's been a pro bowler. I think he's been an all pro as well, too. So he's a guy, he's very, very talented, right? Uh, but I just want to know if he has a lot left in the tank or even if he just has a little bit left in the tank for this season. If he has enough left in the tank for this season, hey, I'm good, right? No complaints for me. But it's just when you get the older players, that's that comes with older players. It comes with that's the issue that comes with older players. Wear and tear. The wear and tear. That's just what it is. And and Khalil Mack is a perfect example uh of that. Khalil Mack is a perfect example of it. He again, three sacks week one, right? Five sacks through the rest of the 16 game season. The wear and tear of the NFL has got to him. He's not the same player that he used to be. So I just don't want. Eric Kendricks to come, you know, come to LA and start looking like a shell of himself. That's what you have to stay away from. And that's what comes with signing older players, right? It's a caution. It's a caution that comes with it. Now, if he can still play and all of that stuff, everything that I'm saying don't matter at all. It goes all the way out the window, but it is something that you should, you know, have in the back of your mind with older players. They don't get better and they don't get healthier, right? They get worse and they get, you know, more hurt as your, your, your career progresses. So, We'll see what happens. I still have I'm, – I'm holding out some hope that he could be really, really good for us. But, uh, you know, it's just something that you, you should keep in mind when you sign older players. Um, tight end or defensive tackle, first round, second round, edge, third round, middle linebacker, fourth round, wide receiver. No, you can't have a defensive tackle. No way you draft a defensive tackle in the first round. Um, I don't think that that would be smart at all. I don't think that, that would be smart at all. Um, 
there's there's no way. There's absolutely no way, no way you can you can draft a defensive lineman in the first round. Um, the Chargers spent a lot of money on that position last year, and they're, they're going to be paying guys in, until 2025. So drafting one right now, I no, it, it just to me it doesn't make any sense, especially when you have holes on offense and you need an edge edge player as well. Just to me, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Um, <clears throat> Somebody said, how does Staley ruin this team? Um, the defense is trash. This defense sucks. He's had 35 games, and this defense hasn't gotten better at all. It hasn't gotten better at all. And this is a result-oriented business. So, you know, yes, you can take injuries into account and all of that stuff, but this defense has not gotten better. This defense was historically bad in the run game, historically bad. This was the worst run defense of the modern era of the NFL, the Super Bowl era. Take that into account. The Super Bowl era of the NFL, right? Five yards per carry. No other defense has done that. Even bad defenses, right? You look at bad teams. Think about some of the bad teams that you have known over your lifetime, right? There's been bad Detroit Lions teams. There's been bad Cincinnati Bengals teams. The Bungles, remember the Bungles? Um, <clears throat> who else are you looking at? There's been bad team, bad Buffalo Bills. None of those bad teams gave up as many rushing yards or an average that the Chargers did. None of them did. So, yes, this defense is not good. This is not good. This is an overpaid defense. All these guys make pretty damn good money. And this is one of the worst defensive units in the league, statistically. They cannot get off the field on third down. They were terrible at that. Terrible at last year. <clears throat> they improved a little bit um, in that four-game stretch, but they didn't play anybody good. They went up against Ryan Tannehill, uh, Nick Foles, Baker Mayfield. Right in that little four games and and to a to a tag of Aloha when he was awful. So they didn't really play against anybody great, you know. So I mean, you you get credit for what you do defensively, right? Against no matter who who it is you play against. But when you compare that to what happened week 18, they didn't stop Russell Wilson in that terrible, terrible putrid uh Denver Broncos offense, even though they played the starters, they they got nothing done. They gave up a bunch of rush yards again, they didn't stop him didn't get off the field on third down. Then you parlay that into the playoff game and what happened in the second half, they didn't get off the field on third down. They couldn't stop anybody. So yes, Brandon Staley has ruined this team. This defense wasn't as bad when Gus Bradley was the coordinator, right? It wasn't anything to write home about, but this defense was not as bad uh, statistically. They were able to stop the run better and they were able to get off the field on third downs too. So when you look at this, yes, this defense, specifically this defense has gotten a lot worse. Now, offensively, you still have Mike, you still have Keenan, you have Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Offense, it doesn't matter who really the coordinator is. Uh, now, obviously, Joe Lombardi, he did some sabotaging last year, but the Chargers' offense was still okay in, in spots, right? So, sometimes, you know, sometimes when they needed to be, they were okay, right? Some, sometimes, just sometimes. But defensively, they have not really been good at all, especially against good units, good offensive units. They don't get any stops. They don't get any stops. The The thing to write home about with Brandon Staley is that we almost beat the Chiefs twice a year. That's it. We we don't actually beat them. We almost beat them. We almost beat the Chiefs twice a year. That's the, that's 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 the saving grace that Brandon said. Oh, we almost beat the Chiefs. We almost beat Patrick Mahomes. But we don't do it. We, we don't beat them. We don't beat them. We beat them once. So, I mean, to me, a lot of fans were really holding on to that. It's like, oh, you know, well, at least we're good against the Chiefs. We play them close, but we still lose. What What the hell does it matter? What the hell does it matter at all? And then you look at the past two home games against the Chiefs, the Chargers lost on the same exact shit 
two times in a row, two years in a row. Travis Kelsey, one-on-one, not being pressed off the line in uh, 2021. 2022, Travis Kelsey, not being pressed off the line, man coverage, 2022. Uh, Yeah, so that's what Brandon Staley has done. Yeah, he has ruined this team. This team and everything, all their successes last year, number 10. That's number 10. That's what you have when you have a great quarterback. It's number 10. Brandon Staley has not helped him at all. This defense doesn't get off the field. They're terrible on third down. They cannot get off the field on third down. They can't stop the run. What good has he done here? You tell me what good has he done. I'm I'm this this is these are all facts. And this is not how I feel emotionally. This is not how I personally feel. This is all facts. These are all facts. Brandon Staley hasn't really done anything with this team. He hasn't done anything with this team. So again, 35 games. We've seen him defensively. He's not good. He's not a good defensive coach. And it it, it is what it is. It is what it is. You can be a fan of him and all this stuff, but Facts are not to be argued and, and, and things like that. You can feel how you want to feel, but facts are facts. And this defense was not good. It has not gotten better under Staley. Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so why wouldn't you want a defensive tackle? Um, what is another defensive tackle going to do? And how is he? how is this rookie defensive tackle going to get on the field, right? You have Sebastian Joseph Day. The Chargers just re-signed Morgan Fox, right? Morgan Fox is a guy he can, he can jump inside and outside. Uh, they still have Austin Johnson. He's under contract, right? He got hurt. He got injured last year. So that's three guys. That's three tackles. And then um, Otito. Otito, the, the rookie, the fourth-round pick from last year as well, too. That's four defensive tackles. So drafting a fifth, drafting a defensive tackle would add five. Now you have five defensive tackles. What do you need five defensive tackles for? And three of them are getting paid good damn money. So, like, what? to me, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You need to diversify. The Chargers can use a receiver. They can use an edge player, right? You can't have five defensive tackles and two edges because that's what the Chargers have now. There's only two edges. And I'm not counting Chris Rumpf because he hasn't done anything, right? It's been two years. He hasn't done anything. He's a fifth-round pick for a reason. He's a fifth-round pick type of talent. Um, so... How do you improve when you have all these defensive tackles there? It just, it to me, it, it doesn't make any sense. And of all these defensive tackles, none of them shut the run down last year, right? Morgan Fox was decent against it. Uh, Joseph Day was okay against it as well, too. But none of these guys, the, the Chargers still gave up a bunch of rushing yards. They still gave up a bunch of rushing yards to bad teams last year, too. So why keep going? Why go to the defensive tackle? To me, it just doesn't make any sense. Unless you're going to cut one of those guys, it doesn't make any sense. It, do, it just doesn't. You need depth at the, at, at the position. Um, you don't need a first-round pick. So to me, it doesn't make sense to, to draft a defensive tackle. That, that's not something that you want to do. Um, and, Ricky, I think Matt got tired towards the end of the season because of consistent double teams because of now that's, that's, that is actually a false that, – that's a narrative going around – uh, Chargers Twitter that Khalil Mack was double teamed last year and it's not true. I watched the tape. It's not true. It's not true. Khalil Mack was not double teamed after Joey Bosa went down. It's not true. Khalil Mack slowed down. He declined. He's not the same player. He's just not the same player. Go back and if you guys, if any of you guys have um, NFL Plus, right, that's where you can watch all of the tape. Watch all of the tape. Go watch the tape. 
of Khalil Mack against the Colts, right? Because the Colts offensive line, that was the worst offensive line that the Chargers faced all season long. The Colts, Nick Foles, go watch that tape. They single covered Khalil Mack all game long. And he had he had one sack that game. He had one sack. That was one of his five sacks over the past 16 games. Go watch that game. He had one sack that game. And you can't even really credit it to Nick. Uh, I mean to the to the offensive line. Uh Nick Foles held onto the ball too long. And you know, he just he, he should have threw it away. He should have, you know, there was a chance to, to get rid of it. But it was pretty much a coverage sack. So I mean Khalil Mack just didn't outright beat the tackle, right? He just was relentless and kept going and he got the sack. But they covered him with one tackle all game long. And the Colts have pretty bad tackles. Left and right tackles were not good all season long. Um, Matt Ryan, what's the other kid? Uh, Sam Ellinger. The Colts played three different quarterbacks last year for a reason. They were getting hit. Their quarterbacks were getting hit because their tackles were pretty much revolving doors. They did a damn good job against Khalil Mack. So if you have the worst offensive line in the league, right? The worst, very worst offensive line in the league. And I think pro football focus said that they were the worst offensive line in the league. If they're able to single, single, single block Khalil Mack. No, he's not the same. He's just not the same, right? Oakland Raiders, Chicago Bear, Khalil Mack would have ate that up. He would have had four sacks that game. He only had one. He's not the same. Khalil Mack did not get double teamed. This is a narrative that I've seen. And I, I, I seen this pretty much, you know, since the season ended. So I went back and I watched tape and I watched tape of several games. And to me, the, the, the one that stands out the most is the Colts game because that was the worst offensive line. So I said, let, let me see what the worst offensive line in the league did against Khalil Mack. And they single covered him all game. They, they, they blocked him, blocked him, the tackles, right and left tackle. They did a decent job on him. And that's to me, that's a guy that's declining. That's a guy that is declining from going all, all pro, all pro, you got to remember, right? He was all pro as a linebacker and a defensive end uh, when he first came into the league with the Raiders, right? Because he was so good at ball. He was just, he was everywhere, right? From being there, from being an all pro at two positions to being, you know, pretty much almost shut down by the worst offensive line in the league, that's a decline. People have to understand this. I know people love big names, but look at it objectively. He declined. He's he's declined physically. He's not the same. And I don't I to me, I don't even think he's gonna have eight sacks next year, to be honest with you. Because what I see on tape, that's not good. It's, it's just not great stuff. His moves are not as powerful as they used to be. His first step is not what it used to be. Uh guys have a good time. They I mean they have a pretty, pretty okay time blocking him, right? Um, his band isn't where it used to be as well, too. He's standing up straight a lot. You know, he used to have that bend, right, that Von Miller thing where he can get low, kind of get underneath the tackles, you know, do that little dip thing. He doesn't really do that anymore. He starts standing straight up. And Khalil Mack rushing you straight up like that, right? Most of the time, if you're playing a decent tackle, a, a team with a de decent offensive line, they're going to be able to handle that. It, it's, it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. He's declined. People have to understand this. Understand that this man has declined. Watch it on tape. Don't listen to anything. Though He was not being double teamed. He was not being double teamed. This is false. This is a false, false, false narrative. He is just declining physically. Um, it is what it is. It is. You know, I mean, we just have to accept it. He's declining physically. This is not. It's just not. It's not fact. It's, it's just not fact. Just not fact. Um, so, yeah, because he's declining. That's why I don't have high hopes of him going into 2023. I just don't because I, I watched it on tape and I've seen and I went back to look at injury reports. He wasn't injured. Now, 
Khalil Mack, he took every single Wednesday off during the season, right? He took every Wednesday off. He didn't practice, right? I, he was just getting treatment on his body. But, I mean, it is, it is what it is. You, you, you guys got to watch the tape. You guys got to watch the tape. He's not the same player that he used to be. He, he's just not. He's not the same player. Um, let's see. Let's see. Because our, our D tackles are getting double teamed and our linebackers are trash. Uh, but you, so you don't, you don't, if you drafted a defensive tackle, you're drafting another guy to get double teamed. This, this is, this is, uh, um, this is actually a point that I want to go go into. I, I want to I'm gonna finish this live stream by saying so. The the Chargers. Let, let's see here. Let me get. Um, he stayed. Uh, he stayed because Staley has a love affair with him, like you say, and he does. And a lot of people can't let this go. A lot of Charger fans have to let this go. You hear the name Khalil Mack. It ain't the same. It's not the same. I know we have our athletes. I know we have our favorite athletes, but we got to let it go. We got we we when they start declining physically, man, you got to let it go. You you just have to. You have to let it go. Kobe, when he came back from the Achilles injury, I was like, man, he he just he ain't the same. He he's not the same. I'm still a fan of him, but we can't put him up there with LeBron no more, right? We can't put him up there with LeBron. We can't put him up there with KD. We can't put him up there no more. The name Kobe Bryant rings everywhere, right? It rings everywhere. But when you're looking at him and when you're evaluating him from that standpoint, he he wasn't the same. And Kobe Bryant was never the same. He was never the same on the floor. And that's fine. And that's okay. It's perfectly okay. I'm not saying there, there's anything wrong with it. It's just what happens. That's just what happens. It takes a physical toll on your body when you when you play sports like this, especially football. This is a gladiator sport. I know the name Khalil Mack rings. It it, it rings bells in, in football circles. But when you watch him, he just wasn't the same. He wasn't the same. He just wasn't the same. He wasn't the same. And again, it's fine. It's perfectly fine, right? I don't hate Khalil Mack or whatever. I'm I'm a fan of him. I'm gonna continue to be a fan of him. But to sit here and act like he is the same Khalil Mack that he was when he first got to Chicago after that trade, or he's the same Khalil Mack that he was in Oakland uh, when he came in with the Raiders, not true. Not true at all. Not true at all. He's just not the same. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But teams get in trouble when they start pretending like these players are the same players that they used to be. He's not. He's not. And the Chargers should learn the lesson from the Lakers here. Because remember when Kobe got injured. Remember Kobe got injured and the Lakers gave him all that money. They gave him a two-year extension at the max at the time. And the max, uh, the max salary at the time in the NBA I think it was like 25 or $27 million. They gave Kobe that money, not for what he was going to do. They gave him that money for what he did. So this is what the Chargers are doing now. They're This is a legacy check, right? They're giving Khalil Mack all this money for everything that he's done in the league, not for what he's doing for the Chargers and not for what he's going to do. All of this money that they're going to owe him next year in 2024 is for what he has done, right? It's a pat on the back for everything that he's done because he's not going to do that same thing for the Chargers. And people need to understand this. This is what happens when you get the older star players. You got to start moving off of them. You, you have to. This is why Belichick is the greatest. People will always wonder why Belichick is the greatest because Belichick doesn't have man crushes on nobody, right? People, you can say whatever you want to about Belichick. You can call him an asshole. You can say that he is not a player coach or whatever, this and that. 
one thing Belichick does, though, Belichick can evaluate you. He can evaluate a player without having any bias going one way or another. He can say, okay, yeah, I can use this guy. He can still play or let me trade him. And that's what he's done his entire career. Remember, he traded Richard Seymour. Richard Seymour is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame defensive man. He traded him. He traded him from New England to Oakland, the Oakland Raiders at the time, and got a couple of first-round picks for him. And one of those picks ended up being uh, Sebastian Vollmer, and he was one of the linemen for two Super Bowls, right, protecting Brady. He got value out of that. He got va- Instead of just letting him sit there and get old and paying him a bunch of money, he, he let him go. He let him go, got value out of it, turned it into a Super Bowl uh, 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 offensive lineman, right? And he was pretty good. Sebastian Vollmer was pretty good for the the uh, uh, Patriots, you know, during their heyday. So he got value out of that. He flipped it. That's why Belichick is one of the greatest of all time. He doesn't get these man crushes. Staley has man crushes. He has man crushes. He can't help it. Man crush on Derwin James, man crush on, on Khalil Mack. That's why the Chargers are keeping him. They should have moved him. They should have moved off of him. They completely should have moved off of him. But, hey, it, it is what it is. This is the way that the NFL has worked. Brandon Staley, all of his good talking and all that stuff, he's not going to buck the trends. You can't do that. You're not going to buck the trends. You're not going to come in and change things. Coaches, GMs, teams, right, they've done things for several decades, right, things that have worked for several decades. Brandon Staley ain't going to change nothing. He ain't nobody. He don't got no power. Uh, he obviously can't coach a defense the way that we thought he could, right? So he's not going to come in and change anything just because you have guys that you like, just because you have big-name guys. Nobody cares. The other team doesn't care when they come to SoFi Stadium on Sundays. They're going to run all over these big names. They don't give a shit. They don't care. Like, it's only in Charger circles where they're like, oh, well, we, you know, we're, we're Khalil Mack is back and Joey, but okay, and, and it doesn't matter. Other teams are not afraid of that. They know that the Chargers have an overpaid defense. They know that the Chargers are overvalued, right? Uh, you know, I, I even still seen a, a, a power ranking that had the Chargers at like seven or eight. Like, <laughs> okay, like that's assuming that everybody, that's assuming that Khalil Mack is the old Khalil Mack. That's assuming that Joey Bosa's health is going to stay great, right? That's assuming that everybody on the team is going to play at their optimum level, which doesn't happen. And that's assuming that Brandon Staley knows what he's doing coaching defense. And we we have two years. We have two years of tape, we have two years of proof to say that he doesn't, right? So I don't, I'm not expecting anything different, but to me, I think it's just an interesting thing how these narratives get passed around that, you know, it, it it's it, the, the Khalil Mack double team stuff. And like, these are all narratives that these guys are just not as good as we think they are right now. Obviously we got some good players, but when you look at a Khalil Mack, he's, he's not what he used to be. Even Joey Bosa is not what he used to be. Right. He came back very, very late. So that it, it, it wasn't you didn't have a lot of time to really evaluate him. I think he only played uh, week 18 in Denver and then he played the playoff game where he had that meltdown. So you only had two games to evaluate. You, you, you can't really make, you know, a real evaluation from just those two games. Uh, so 2023, we'll see what we'll see where Bosa is at, too. Maybe he's breaking down physically as well, too. He's a guy that's been injured. He's had several surgeries. He's been injured. He's had a ton of concussions in his career. He's not, this, I don't think he's the same physically either. Um, so you have to evaluate these guys year by year. When guys get older, when they play a physical position, right? When they've had a lot of injuries, you can't just assume that these guys are going to be the same. You, you, you just can't, you have to see, you have to wait and see, have that wait and see approach. Same thing with JC Jackson coming back this year, wait and see approach. We got to see what he looks like coming out of the injury. He, he, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see that. That's all I can say though. 
just because a guy has done something in the NFL for a team or two teams doesn't mean that he's going to come over and automatically do it for this next team. It's just not plug and play. The NFL, none, the NFL really isn't plug and play at all. Some guys are good in certain situations. Some guys are not. And you can't really explain it, but, you know, hey, it happens. And and it, it is what it is, right? That just happens. Um, let's see. Let's see. Devin McCourty is a uh, Belichick man crush. Devin McCourty was good, though. He he just retired. Devin McCourty was good, and he was productive. He was a productive player on a really good defense, a very productive player, and his body hadn't broken down, and he retired. He walked away from the game before Belichick could trade him or cut him. He he he's He was good. He was very, very good for Belichick, very, very good, and he's not broken down, right? He produced. He was good. He was good in coverage. He obviously knows the defense like the back of his hand, right? Leadership, he provided all of those things, and he was good. And even up until last year, he was still good. So I, I don't he, – he's a – it's not just him having a crush. He understands if a guy can give him something. And Devin McCourty gave Belichick something every single season that he played, right? Devin McCourty didn't have a big drop-off. He didn't have a big drop-off. He didn't. So um, it is it, it it is what it is. But like I'm bringing up with Khalil Mack, we've seen a big drop-off. And like I said, tape doesn't lie. So, you know, you can feel however you want to feel, but tape don't lie. Devin McCourty was good. He was good on tape, good on the field, and good up until he retired, right? And he's not playing anymore. He retired. So, yeah, it, it's that that's not a man crush if uh, you have a guy in who can give you something, right? And was Devin McCourty better than any safety on – was he the best safety on the Patriots roster last year? Yes. Unequivocally, yes. Unequivocally, yes. Was Khalil Mack the best pass rusher on the Chargers defense this past season? Yeah, maybe. 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 He didn't get injured, so possibly. Possibly. We don't know. We don't know. That could be argued, right? Because Joey Bosa was injured, and then Kyle Van Noy came on uh, towards the end of the year as well, too. So there's question there. Devin McCourty gave Belichick a lot of value, and he gave him value all the way up until the last snap. So we can't say the same about some of these uh, older aging uh, veterans that the Chargers have right now. So we'll 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 see what happens. We'll see what what's what's um we'll see what's gonna happen in 2023. But as of right now, these guys these guys are old, man. <laughs> these guys are old. So hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so I was going to finish this here on finish this live stream. I don't know if you guys seen actually here. Let me, let me, uh, let me wet my pipes here. Um, okay. So I don't know if you guys seen from last, uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't even last week. No, it was actually yesterday. I'm getting my, my wires crossed here a little bit, but yesterday, uh, the chargers let Troy reader walk right now Troy Reader was a backup linebacker for the Chargers last year um he did get into some games last season uh in some 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 duty right when when uh, Kenneth Murray was out um a couple of times right he was in some games uh and he was a guy he had a good year under Staley again with the Rams in uh 2020 so what does this mean right now obviously this is not a huge huge deal right this is one of the 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 deals that nobody tweets about right people just look at it and, and kind of ignore it but 
this is a big issue. This is a very, very, very big issue because now the Chargers are uh, Eric Kendrick's injury away from having an emergency situation at the linebacker position, inside linebacker position. Um, and this is somewhere you don't want to be. You don't want to be there. We've seen Kenneth Murray, right? We've seen three years of Kenneth Murray, and I was optimistic as hell about him even last year, and I was hoping that he would have a bounce-back season. And he he just he honestly didn't. He he's he's not he's not the answer. He he's not the answer at, at the inside linebacker position. I think we know that. Um, the Chargers did not pick up his uh, fifth year option uh, as of yet. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything. Um, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of 2023. And again, the Chargers are Eric Kendrick's injury away from having a disaster situation at linebacker, right? Having Kenneth Murray be your only available inside linebacker, right? Your only healthy starting caliber inside linebacker. That's not a place you want to be. That is not a place you want to be. And this is something, this is why I brought up Eric Kendrick's, the signing, him being an older player. Older players are more injured, right? They're more injured. That's just what the trend has been. We, we have, how long has the NFL been around? 76, 77 years or whatever it's been. We have 77 years of data to know that older players are typically more injured, right? 77 years of data to know this, right? So this is not something that I'm just pulling out of nowhere, right? We have all this data to know that once players get older, they typically suffer more injuries because your body breaks down. There's only so much NFL that a body can take, right? There's only so much NFL. We know this. And I'm not saying that Eric Kendricks is going to get hurt. I hope he doesn't get hurt, but we know this. We know that older players typically get more injured. So with that being said, right, the Chargers need to address this linebacker position. They need to address the linebacker position. And to me, this is another another negative mark against Brandon Staley. Um, and I criticize him a lot, and he deserves it. He honestly deserves it. He honestly deserves to be criticized a lot because this is a question that I pose to viewers, my viewers, my listeners. Can you name a great defense that did not have excellent linebacker play, excellent inside linebacker play? If you can, put it in the comments. If you can think of one, uh, put it in my comments later on. But you cannot have a good defense. You cannot have a great defense without excellent inside linebacker play. Yes, and fitness says he doesn't seem to value the position much. And I don't know why. Because when you look at all of the great defensive minds in this league, inside linebacker play is always always, always what you need to have a great defense. You can go back to the 70s, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, now the modern era. You cannot have a great defense without above average linebacker play. It just, it is what it is. You cannot have, you, I don't even have to go back that far. Look at the Super Bowl from this year. Look at the Chiefs. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, two of the best linebackers in the league, right? Two of the best young linebackers in the league. Both those guys are really, really good. Look at the Eagles. Kaiser White. Hey, that's a name that sounds familiar, right? And TJ Edwards. Just got a bag from Chicago. Just got a huge bag in Chicago. Free agency bag. You cannot have a good defense without above average linebacker play. 
This is why I believe Brandon Staley doesn't know what he's doing because you cannot point to point out to me a great defense without a great linebacker on it. You just can't. You just can't. You just can't. And I get that Eric Kendricks has been very, very good. But again, there's a lot of questions. He struggled in this same scheme last year. Ed Donatel was the defensive coordinator in Minnesota last year before he got fired. They ran the same Fangio scheme. Eric Kendrick struggled in this. He struggled a little bit in coverage, right? Now, I know his tackling numbers were good, but he struggled a little bit in coverage. He struggled a little bit because he had a, a, a little bit of uh, a more responsibility in coverage, right? He had to take a step back and instead of uh, taking a step forward, which he was normally used to uh, under Mike Zimmer. So when you look at the linebacker position, you have to have above average play from that. It can't even just be average. It has to be above average. That's what your linebackers need to be. They need to be above average. You need to be good at that inside linebacker position in order to consider your defense a good defense. Just to be a good defense, you have to have good, very, very good linebacker play. Right? Let's look across the league, right? Let's look at, at Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, I think that they have a good defense. They have one of the smartest defensive coordinators in the league, Lou Anarumo. Look at their linebackers. Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, both those guys, really, really good. Good, good, very good linebacker play, right? You can move across the league. Look at San Francisco, right? Obviously, you know, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. We know that those guys are good. Very, very good inside linebacker play. You cannot, you cannot build a good defense without above average linebacker play. You cannot devalue that position. You absolutely cannot. And this is my biggest issue with Staley. To me, he has the attitude that he's going to come in and change how things are done, change how things that Hall of Fame coaches have done for years and decades, right? He thinks that he can go around it and make a shortcut around it, and you can't. If you could shortcut this, somebody would have done it already. Right, Staley wouldn't have been the first guy to, to to take a shortcut. It would have been somebody else, somebody who's way smarter. You cannot devalue. You cannot devalue the linebacker position. Right now, I'm not saying you have to go out and 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 pay a guy a bunch of money. I'm not saying that. But when you have a Drew Tranquil, right, who seemed to be getting better, right, he played above average last year at the linebacker position. Kenneth Murray obviously was below average. Right, you just cannot devalue it. You don't have to go out and pay a bunch of money. You don't have to overvalue it, but you have to value it. And to me, it seems like the Chargers are devaluing that position. That is what they are going to cut costs in order to get other things. And to me, you just can't do that. You can't do it. So what is the solution? The solution is to take somebody in the draft. You can take somebody in the draft. You can make a trade. There's some there, there are solutions out there, but Brandon Staley has demonstrated to me that he does not, he might know the, the Fangio scheme, right? He, he might be able to draw all these, you know, different coverages and stuff on the board. But if you don't know personnel, you have no chance. You can come up with the greatest scheme in the world. If you don't have personnel to run it, what does it mean? What does it mean? And from, from everything that I've been reading from the analytics nerds, they have told me and everybody else that Brandon Staley is one of the best game planners, defensive game planners in the league. I can't see it. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it? Does the best defensive game planner in the league, that's giving up five yards a carry, that's having the worst 
run defense of the modern Super Bowl era, that's what the best game planner in the league looks like? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused here. But to me, I am just I, – I don't know. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded that Mr. Defensive Guru doesn't value one of the most important positions, linebacker. I, I just – I don't get it. I don't get it. That is how you build. That's how you build a good defense. Linebacker, defensive tackle, linebacker, safety. That's how you build a good defense, right up the middle of the field. If you're not doing that, you don't have a good defense, and there's no way you can build one either. So I, I, to me, man, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand it. Um, again, the, the, the scheme doesn't look like it's working. Maybe it's the players. Maybe the players don't fit. But I just, I just can't understand how the position gets devalued. You let Kaiser walk. You you let Kaiser White go. Um, you obviously let Drew Tranquil go. Um, Eric Kendricks, right? His story is still you know untold, right? It's still to be written this year. So I'm not going to go out on the limb and say anything and you know be a hot take artist. I'm not that because Eric Kendricks he could be very good for us this year. But the way that things are trending and this devaluing of the inside linebacker position, it's not going well. It's not going well. And good defenses do not do this. That's just all I'm saying. If you compare this to the good defenses, they don't do this. There's always, always above average inside linebacker play. And the Chargers got it from one guy last year, but he's not on the roster anymore. So, hey, man, we'll we'll see what happens going forward with this. But that's my little diatribe that I had to go on because it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. I need we need we we, we need good linebackers. We need good linebackers. I know you can't hit. I know you can't headhunt anymore, but having a good linebacker, having a coach on the field, having a guy who understands your scheme, having a guy who can get guys lined up, right, who can pull guys aside and say, hey, you need to do this, this, and that, it matters. It still matters in the NFL. It still matters. It still matters, and you're not going to get around that. You're never going to get around that. You're never going to get there. You're never going to have a good defense without a guy who – is at least a good linebacker, a good inside linebacker. You just you just can't have it. And if Eric Kendricks is not what he used to be, now we have a big issue on our hands. We would have an old aging Eric Kendricks and a Kenneth Murray, who has not performed up to expectation for the past three seasons. So to me, I, I'm I'm that's why I'm out on Staley to these personnel things, these are small things that, that people really don't talk about, but I'm looking at this and I'm going back and I'm on Wikipedia and I'm looking at some of the best defenses that have ever played and I'm I'm going down what they look like and every single one of them had above average linebacker play. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like I said, 2023 is still untold story. We don't know. We'll see. Maybe some 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 good stuff will happen. Maybe. I'm open for that possibility. I'm not closed-minded in this, but if you're trying to buck the trend and you think that that's going to work, the likelihood of that happening, the percentage of that happening is not good. And I thought Staley is supposed to be an analytics guy. How can I, me, in the spare room of my house, look at all of these great defenses and look at all of these great linebackers and I'm looking at our roster and saying, hmm, we don't have any. 
shouldn't this change? Isn't this like the one thing that every great defense has had, right? Maybe you've had, you know, been okay up, up front on the defensive line. Maybe you've been okay at safety. Maybe you've been okay at cornerback. Every single one of these defenses has had a great linebacker. One, at least two sometimes. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what this means, but come on, man. Come on. Come on. It's 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 just not <laughs> it's just it's just not where I want the Chargers to be. Uh, but like I said, I'm open minded. I'm gonna see where this leads. And um all I can do is hope for the best. But I, I'm not liking this trend that is going on now. I I really don't. Really, really don't. Um, let me get to uh some of these chats here. Fitness says, luckily we have Derwin who's like a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. No, Derwin James is not a linebacker. He's not a linebacker. He's not. I, 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 people, I see that all the time, and just like, and I, I, I know you said it in jest, and I know you're being sarcastic about it, but some people actually really think that Derwin James can play linebacker all season long, and he, he, he just can't. He's only two fifteen, two hundred and fifteen pounds. There's no way. Once you get engaged in blocks with offensive linemen, you stand no chance. You're getting pancaked every single time. I don't even care if it's a bad offensive lineman. You're getting pancaked. You're getting, even if it's Storm Norton, you're getting pancaked. 215. You're 215. You're going up to engage with an offensive lineman who's 6'4, 6'5, 3 something, 300 something pounds, much bigger than you, much stronger than you. Once they get a hold of you and they drive you into the ground, it's a wrap. There's no way I want Derwin James playing linebacker. You can't. You got to be bigger. You got to be bigger. You have to be bigger. You got to be thicker. You have to be able to withstand that, be able to engage with linemen, get off blocks, make plays. Derwin James is a safety. I, I, I don't want him playing a lot of linebacker. He can play in the box and come down and help stop the run. That's fine. But just lining him up at linebacker every game, uh, you know, multiple times, right? I, I know that there's packages and stuff they can put in, and, and, and that would be great, right, to throw some defenses off, especially if you want to get a matchup, if you want to get Derwin guarding a, a, a tight end close to the line of scrimmage or – you want him to, you know, stop a running back, right? Going going out for a route or something, right? Running a a, a, um, a wheel route out of the backfield. Sure, that's fine, of course. But to just have him coming in like that and playing in the box, it, it, number one, you're going to get him hurt. Uh, and then he ain't going to be no good to nobody sitting down on the bench. So, I, I mean, and then number two, this is what you have middle linebackers for. You can't just have this guy come down and play linebacker. It just it, no other team does this. No, no other team does this. So I, I mean, and again, other good defenses don't do this. So I don't know. I, to me, it's just it's not not ideal. Not not ideal to me at all. Um, but yeah, I, I I get what you were saying. I, I know you were saying that in jest. So yeah. Um, let's see. Going forward on fourth and long is the game plan, boys. Let's get. It. <laughs> um. Might be depending on how how um, good or bad this defense is uh, coming into twenty twenty three. So, yeah, um, he sounded like Rex Ryan. I'm, oh, I was sounding like Rex Ryan. Maybe I was. Maybe maybe I was. But I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just going off of everything that I have seen and every all the the research that I have done. And you guys can go do the research as well too. There's no good defenses without a good middle linebacker above average middle linebacker not just average above average middle linebacker so yeah man yeah um 
I seen this one earlier. What do you think about JC? I hope he bounces back. He looked good. He looked good on on uh, Instagram. I seen that video. Um, he looked really good, but you know, it, it's still a long road back for him. We're only in March now. Um, what training camp is what four months away? So he's got time. He he's got a lot of time to really really get um, his body right to really get that knee up there. Um, it, it's it's encouraging though seeing seeing his workout. So uh, you know, I, I I think that he has a chip on his shoulder. I think he wants to come out and really show who he is as a player. So I'm excited for him. Um, you know, hopefully he just doesn't rush it. Hopefully he takes his time. Um, but I he, he'll be back. It looks like he'll be back playing at some point this year. I don't know if he starts the season off, but um, it looks like probably by mid season, you know, he he can be back in the back in the lineup. So yeah, I would I would like to see that. Um, Let's see. Hopefully, oh excuse me. Hopefully, we hit on a good linebacker rookie this upcoming draft. Um, they're gonna have to. <laughs> they're gonna have to. There's no, no choice now, right? One injury and this whole thing is is kaput. So, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Artie Coleman's, yeah, Staley's scheme is not it. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. And the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs tore that scheme up in the Super Bowl, too. So uh that that's another thing that I'm worried about, too. That Brandon Staley has to make some adjustments somehow. Um, I think at some point I'm I'm I might do a video on here um because I seen what the Chiefs were doing against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um, when I watched the film back, uh they figured something out about the way that the Eagles were playing them, that their deep zones. Um, it was so elementary. Andy Reid seen it right away, and uh, the Eagles didn't stop the Chiefs for the rest of the game after he seen that. Um, it was very simple. He he All he did was send wide receivers in motion and got one side of the field unbalanced, and the Eagles were not able to handle it. It was so easy. Those throws were open. Mahomes was hitting those receivers, Kelsey, and it, it was so – it was simple. Staley has to make some adjustments or else that's going to be us. That that defense will be us next year against the Chiefs when, when, whenever we play them both times. Um, there has to be some adjustments. But, yeah, um, <clears throat> is it bad that I won't be mad if we go 3-14 and 14 next season so Staley goes away? Hey, a lot of people feel like that. A lot of people feel like that. I, I, don't, I don't think they have to be that bad for Staley to get fired. I think if it's another year like it was in 2022, I think the Chargers are going to say, yeah, you know what? We got Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is going to be hot. He's going to have a lot of lot of opportunities to become a head coach after 2023. His door, people are going to be beating his door down to become head, uh, to get interviews, uh, to become a head coach at all, all the places they're going to fire their coaches. There's always five or six. They're all going to want Kellen Moore, all of them, all of them. So the Chargers, they're going to have the, the like the first right of refusal because He's under contract with the Chargers now. So for him to be a coordinator and then hop into that head coaching position, that would be the most opportune thing for him because he wouldn't have to move to a new city. He wouldn't have to have a new quarterback, all of this type of stuff, right? He would know who he's working with, Herbert, you know, and some of the younger guys. The offensive line is is set, so he wouldn't have to worry about those type of issues. Uh, this would be an attractive head coaching opportunity for Kellen Moore. Uh, and because he's already in-house, I think – the, the the Chargers would be number one on his list. Um, but if the Chargers mess around and they don't fire Brandon Staley, Kellen Moore is going to be out the door. So 
Um, yeah, we, we, we got to they charge. Like I said, I, I think they are a deep playoff run. A deep playoff run is the only thing they can save Staley and Telesco. If they don't have that, I think both those guys are gone, honestly, especially with the cap looking the way that it does in 2024. Both those got both of those guys will be gone. Both of them. Um, let's see. So many haters on Staley. He gave he gave the offense hella turnovers in the playoffs, and the offense was garbage. I think they fired the right guy. Just hope more. No, but those were not those turnovers that that the Chargers got were not a function of the defense. Those were just bad throws and bad decisions by Trevor Lawrence. If you go back and watch the tape. Nothing that the Chargers did defensively really confused Trevor Lawrence. He 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 was just bad. He was just bad. Outside of the outside of the interception, I think to uh, I think it was the first one to Drew Tranquil. Um, outside of that one, the, it was just poor decision making by by Trevor Lawrence. He turned it around in the second half, but um, nothing the Chargers did really really stopped them. They were still moving the ball. They just turned the ball over a bunch. So they had a lot of possessions taken away from them, um, and the Chargers were able to to build that lead. But it, 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 it wasn't really a game plan thing. If you go back and watch the tape, Trevor Lawrence was – he was shook. He seemed like he was nervous. Uh, he, w- he wasn't ready for that spotlight in the first half. Now, second half was a different story, but it, it wasn't too much of what was going on defensively. If you go back and watch that um, – if you if if you go back and watch that that tape, um, let's see let's see. Uh, would you prefer the Chargers to prioritize offense in this upcoming draft or defense, especially considering how deep the tight end class is going? Go wide receiver in the first round and tight end in the second is intriguing, but I don't know. You know what? Um, this is a really good question as well too. This this is why I was calling for the Chargers to kind of kind of restart stuff, right? Uh, getting rid of Khalil Mack, right? I, 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 I definitely wanted that. I was kind of calling for that because I thought the Chargers should have pivoted to offense. I thought every move that they should have made this year should have pivoted to offense. Um, you have, when you look at the Chargers defense, they're outside of the edge position and, well, now linebacker, that's that's a new new issue that the Chargers have. Um, but if they would have resigned Drew Tranquil, they, you know, everything would have been okay. But outside of the edge position and outside of maybe free safety, everything else is pretty much set as far as the defense goes. Now, offensively, I would have tried to give Kellen Moore – once I knew that we were hiring Kellen Moore, I would have tried to give him as much flexibility with the offense as I possibly could have, right? So I would have put out the free agents to him, right, the list of free agents. Who do you think – can work in your offense, right? Who do you want or or whatever, right? Within a reason, right? Obviously the salary cap, we know all of this stuff, right? Give me a free agents, list of free agents, give me a list of draft picks. Who do you want? Who do you think you, you can have success with, right? Um, you know, start watching tape, start, you know, developing some ideas of who you might want and who who you think can take this offense to the next level. That's what I would have did with Kellen Moore. Obviously they, the Chargers didn't do that. It seems like they are going to, it seems like they're going defense again. To me, so I, I, if you're going defense, you might as well just go in all the way at, at, at this point. Khalil Mack is back, you know. All they did the restructures and all of this stuff. They they went out, they signed Eric Kendricks. 
so to me, if you're going to, and it seems like Staley wants to go out the way that he wants to go out, if he is going to go out, he wants to go out and he wants to build, continue to build this defense. So at this point right now, I'm just saying, hey, if this is what you're going to do, if this is how you want to possibly end your your uh, Chargers tenure, go ahead. Get everybody that you need. But those same excuses that we had last year with injury and all of this type of stuff, all that shit goes out the window. All of it goes out the window. They've already uh, hired a new um, head athletic trainer as well, too. All of the excuses from last year has to go out the window, right? And you can get more of your guys, right? Remember, we need, I was saying, I need my guys. We need my guys, right? So get more of your guys. If this defense isn't a top 10 defense, if it's not a top 10 unit in the league, right? Now we know we have to pivot in a different direction. So I think the, the, the saving grace is having Kellen Moore in the building and having him as your head coach and waiting. If shit hits the fan this year, we know who is going to take over, right? That is a big, big thing. That lets the charger, that lets ownership, that lets everybody sleep well at night, knowing that if this guy screws it up again, if it's a third year of Brandon Staley screwing this shit up, we have his successor waiting for us. So go ahead and build your defense out. Build your defense out. But once you're gone, we know that we're going to pivot to offense. Right, and that's that. That would be my thing because the Chargers didn't make these moves this year. They're gonna go defense again. Whatever, fine. But just know, 2024, when Staley's gone, we have an offensive head coach, and we are going offense. Whatever we do defensively is gonna be complementary to what we do offensively. We're going to go out. We're gonna sign, uh, uh, you know, some of the 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 best free agents that we can. Right, some of the best weapons. We're going to look to draft weapons. We're going to look to have depth at the wide receiver position. We're going to look to have depth at the, at the tight end position. We're going to do all of that, right? We're going to keep our offense intact. Our offensive line is intact. We're going to do everything that we can to put as much talent around number 10 as we can. That's where, that, that's where I would be, right, in 2024. But 2023, hey, they're going to build the defense out. They're going to continue. John Johnson is still on the radar. Okay, do what you got to do defensively. Staley, this is what this is. This is your last hurrah. So I'm okay with them building the defense out. To be honest with you, I, I really am. I'm I'm okay with it right now because this is third time is a charm, right? Third time, third year. If you can't get this defense to be a good unit, and this we're not just decent, right? Because the Chargers are paying so much money on defense, they're paying so many guys on defense. This has to be a top ten unit, Brandon Staley. If this is not a top ten unit. In the league this year, you're gone. You're gone. So that that's it. It it is what it is, right? Now you have to. to the offense is going to get better just because Kellen Moore is there. I don't think Brandon Staley. You can't give Brandon Staley credit for that. Kellen Moore is going to get this offense to where it needs to be, right? No matter who's on the roster, he's going to get this offense there just with his play calling and his creativity. So you let that cook, you let that simmer. But I would be dead set, laser focused on the defense, watching every single play. And if I'm saying nothing's changed, okay, Staley, you're out of here. Kellen Moore, you're up. So that that's where I would be. But I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them them uh, uh, building this defense out. I really am. I'm okay with it for right now um, un, un, until it flames out, pretty much. I'm okay with it. I've come to terms with it. So we'll see what happens. We, we, we'll see what happens with it. But I'm okay with them going defense in, in, in this draft and, and – you know, clearing the salary cap and 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 making things nice and fresh for Kellen Moore when he takes over. Because 
that's ultimately what I think is going to happen. But hey, I could be wrong, and I hope that I'm wrong. But yeah, uh, I, that, that's that's where I would be if I was the GM or the owner or whatever. So, um, I see this. Uh, yeah, we don't need. I I agree. I I 100% agree. G Bear. Uh, we don't need a defensive head coach. Even Belichick is struggling in today's league, 100%. Yep, he can't stop Josh Allen. Can't stop Josh Allen, and he hasn't been able to for the past three or four years, right? So I agree. I 100% agree, 100%. Um, let's see. I'm trying to trying to catch up here with all of these before I end this stream. Um But see, I get why organizationally it's stupid to let go of a drafted linebacker on upward trend, but still for going all in, the Kendricks move is consistent. Yeah, and and I I agree with that. I agree with that. I I, I laid out my concerns with it, but I agree. I 100% agree with, with, with what you're saying, and that's what seems to be going – and this is a true all-in season, right? Last year was kind of all-in. This is truly all-in because jobs are on the line this year. And we know it for sure. So I agree. I do. I agree with that. That, that that's exactly what happened. So you know, it is it, it is what it is. But like I said, this this the signing, the Kendrick signing, all of the stuff that that happened, right? All of the restructures on defense, bringing Staley's guys back. It 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 throws those throws all of the excuses out of the window. In year three, there's no more. There's no more excuses. If you're a good defensive coach. You're going to have a good defense by year three, especially when the organization spends all the money that you want them to spend on that unit. You're going to have a good defense if you're a good defensive coach. He doesn't have it yet because he's probably not a good defensive coach. So that's that's where I'm at with that. But I I do I I agree with um I agree with your statement there. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, super chat for G Bear. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um. My main question for you, uh, what offensive scheme style would you want for Justin Herbert if you could choose versus what you think will happen? Um, you know what? I actually like the scheme that – I like the scheme that Kellen Moore runs, and I think that is perfect for Herbert because it presents the defense with a lot that they have to defend. Not only do they have to defend the – length of the field, right? Especially if you have a, a true real speed threat, a guy that can get downfield, take the top off of defense. Not only do you have to defend this way, but you have to defend that way too with the, the Kellen Moore offense. And I brought it up earlier, right? The way that they use and develop Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard was a fourth round pick um, out of Memphis, right? He was a guy that was just going to come up and take a few carries away from Ezekiel Elliott. He wasn't pegged to be what he is now. They franchised him. Uh, they didn't want to let him go, and that was a good decision. The guy's explosive, and they developed him into a weapon, right? Not just in the running game, but in the passing game and in the wide zone game too as well. He can break it, and I think most of most of his runs have been from that wide zone off the left side when Tyron Smith has been playing the left tackle. I'm excited about what he can do. I I, I think if Eckler stays, Eckler can have the same type of impact. He's not the athlete that Tony uh, Pollard is, but – he can have the same type of impact because Rashawn Slater's coming back to hold down that left side. That's where most of the action is going to happen in the run game, right there off that left side. It's going to happen off the, uh, off the left side. That's what it did 
That's what Kellen Moore did in Dallas with Tyron Smith when he was healthy when he was playing. A lot of good stuff happens off that left side um, in the running game and, you know, even trick plays like the the um, the uh, jet sweeps and stuff like that. It always happens on the left side. He always runs to the strength of the offensive line. And to me, I like that. And I like how his scheme comprises a lot of different things, right? There is some stuff in there. There's like some West Coast stuff in there, right? Some of the shorter routes um, and not just stick routes like Lombardi, but there is some stuff in there, the shorter routes. Uh, that's what Dalton Schultz, he succeeded in last year. Uh, actually, 2021, he had a better year. Um, but he has some West Coast stuff in there. <clears throat> he has a lot of intermediate stuff. And that's where Herbert really is at his strength, right? Intermediate down the field. That's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. They're going to have big years if they stay healthy in, in this too. But I think he presents a lot of pressure on defenses down the field. You can't really bring a safety up. When you play against Kellen Moore, you can if you want to, but he's going to hit you down the field. He's going to hit you down the field and they're going to take shots and they're going to be aggressive. So you can bring that safety up if you want to. Now, if you leave that safety back, they'll run the ball and Kellen Moore runs the ball. He is a guy that runs the ball. He doesn't abandon the run. He will run the shit out the ball. And I love that about him. So he he really attacks you from both areas. It's not just Justin Herbert or nothing. Right. He can hit you with a bunch of different things. Right. The diversity of the offense, you can go down the field, you can get a big play, right? It can be a three-play drive, or he can hit you with a 10-11 play drive, right? Running the ball seven, eight times, play action, all of that stuff, right? He he can do a lot of different things. His offense incorporates a lot of different philosophies, right? West Coast, uh, some some uh, uh, um, some of the uh, Air Coriel stuff, right? His offense incorporates a lot, so... I'm looking forward to that. I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then I think he does a, a, a he does a few things like kind of like Shanahan does in the run game as well too. He starts tricking you, start tricking your eyes, and if you don't read your keys, big plays in the run game. Um, even for Herbert as well too, as the quarterback running the ball. So I like what he does offensively. I think he's a very, very good offensive mind. I like how he incorporates. I love how he continues to change the offense depending on who the personnel is. Um, he's not just going to go out and run the same plays with different personnel. He's going to change it up. I like what he does. I like Kellen Moore, um, and he has gotten better every single year he's been in the league. So I like him. I like the the, the style of offense they're in now, and <clears throat> I don't even know what you would classify his scheme as. Um, I don't. May, I don't know. I, I don't think it, it's not West Coast. It's not one thing. He does several different things um, very well. So I, it's it's kind of a mishmash of what his scheme is, but. His scheme is to get players open, get your talented players open, and continue to run the ball and put pressure and salt the clock away. So I like it. I like the scheme that he's in. I like the scheme that he's running right now. So um, that's 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 what I love about him. That's what I love about Kellen Moore. And I think this is the perfect scheme for Herbert, and I think Herbert's going to have a huge year. I think he's going to be back in the MVP uh, discussion. He will be. He will be. He's going to have a very, very good um, 2023. I predict that no matter how this season shakes out, he's going to have a very, very strong season. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it. Um, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to catch up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this here pretty soon. What's it, man? It's all, oh, man. It's almost been two hours. Um, yeah, it's almost, almost been two hours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and try to try to get a few more on here and then I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it here.
Chargers Super Bowl 58 champs. Shit, I hope so. I will get as drunk as I've ever been if that happens. If the Chargers win Super Bowl 58, I will get stupid wasted. Just like how I did when I was younger. In 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 my early 20s. I'll get wasted. I'll get dumb wasted. But uh unless that happens, you know, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get that drunk. So um hopefully Hopefully they have Herbert run a bit more. Uh, he he has super underrated legs. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, man. I agree. Um, and I think Kellen Moore will. And he has stuff built into the offense, right? He has those naked bootlegs that those are going to be there, right? Those are not necessarily called run plays for Herbert, but those are going to be there. He's going to be able to gain a significant amount of yardage, go out of bounds or slide and protect himself, right? They're not Josh Allen run plays. They're not dives. They're not counters for the quarterback where he can come in and get popped. These are real easy plays where he can, you know, not take a hit, but they can still gain a lot of yards. So he has a lot of that in his playbook. He did that with Dak Prescott a lot. So I'm looking forward to watching Herbert do it because he's a better athlete than, than Dak, right? He's bigger. He's faster. He can do all of that. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely, definitely looking forward to it. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and, um, oh, wow. I got a, a, another super chat here. Envy Talent. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Mad salty. I was putting down my son. Got to rewatch. Oh yeah. Hey, but just like I said earlier, uh, this is going to be available. Uh, the audio version, just audio only. I'm gonna upload that uh, as soon as I can here on YouTube, um, and then I'm gonna upload it to Spotify as well too. My Pigskin Addicts podcast is now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So. You'll have the opportunity to listen to it there without the video as well, too. And if there is like any lag or anything on your part while you're watching this video, that's not going to be there with the audio only. Um, so that's another positive of that. So, yeah, it will be available as soon as I can get this, you know, going as soon as the the, the video uploads is going to be available. Um, so, yeah, it, it's 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 coming. So I'm going to be doing more live streams like this and I'm going to make these videos available to you guys in the audio only form if you don't want to watch my ugly face which is perfectly fine with me. So yeah, uh um definitely check that out. Check check it out. I'm I'm going to have it up uh, pretty soon. Um or you can just rewatch re the um the the stream. It's it's going to upload here pretty soon once I get done. So thank you for the super chat, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Um Spotify now, but thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I definitely trying to build this out a little more. Like I said, I'm a one man team, but, um, I'm starting to branch out a little bit more. So, um, it's definitely exciting. Definitely, definitely exciting. I'm, I, I, I can't wait for you guys to, um, consume it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're at work, you can't watch the video, whatever on YouTube. Yeah, you can catch it there. So, want to make it more available, more available. So, uh, I can get, you know, more engagement, more listens and things like that. So love it. Definitely love it. Um, <clears> that was a good question right here. Do you think Dak limited Moore's play calling? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not especially not this year. Um, he really opened up the playbook. Dak just made a lot of bad throws, a lot of bad decisions. Uh, that's something that Herbert doesn't do. So um, I don't think he limited his play calling, but I think his that this same play calling is going to look so much better with the a quarterback like Herbert. He can make all of the throws. There's not a there's not a single throw that he can't make from three yards to 60 yards on the field. He can make every single throw. So this offense is going to look so much better 
with a quarterback like Herbert with a generational talent. So yeah, I, I don't think he limited his play calling, but um, he he just he didn't do it like like Herbert can. So yeah. Um, uh, what did what did this one say? Do you think Staley is really that bad defensively? Uh, the numbers say that he is. The numbers say that he is. One of the major keys, and obviously I, I went over the, the the run game, right? And some, that's something I talk about all the time. But when you look at third down stats, the Chargers could not get off the field on third down. They at at one point this season, they were almost giving up third down conversions at a fifty percent rate. That's awful. That's terrible, right? When you go and you look at some of the best defenses that have, you know, ever graced the NFL field, they get off the field on third downs, right? Three and outs are a constant staple. They force three and outs. That's something the Chargers didn't do last year or in 2021. So when you look at that, look at third down conversion percentage. What is your defense giving up? That hasn't been good since Staley has been there. That is a telltale sign that you don't have a great defensive coordinator or a great defense. And we know that they have talented players, so I'm looking at Staley. So we've had 35 games to see this. And if it continues again in 2023, the, to me, the the you, you can write it home. He's just not a good defensive coach. So look at that. Look at the, the, the third down percentage given up. And if you look at that and – you see that right away from everything else, away from all the other stats. You can see that this defense isn't good. They don't get teams off the field. They don't force punts. Um, and, you know, that that's one of the keys. That's one of the telltale signs is, is third down percentage. Um, what does Artie say? I know you've seen my comment. What comment? Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of comments in here. So what, what other comment did you say? Uh, we got to win. Oh, this one we got to win the bowl in the Raider Stadium. Have they fans six day stomach? Oh yeah, they would still be hating too. They, <laughs> they, if that happened, they would still be hating. But yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. I'll, all I know is that defense. If the defense ain't good, we ain't going nowhere near the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll the Chargers will be watching it at home just like we will. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, guys, I'm going to go ahead and end it now. It's almost at two hours. Um, I got to go back and be uh, got to go back and be a husband and a father right now. So that's what I'm going to go do. Take a break and, and hang out with you guys. But I really appreciate it. Shout out to everybody who um, engaged and watched tonight. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I'm going to be doing this a lot more. So I'm, I'm, I want to get uh, better at this. I want to get my uh live stream uh vocal cords back um i feel like they're giving out at some point but um i'm gonna continue doing this and i'm gonna continue you know trying to pump this 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 podcast out here so um i like this format and uh thank you guys so much really appreciate it shout out to all you guys uh liam harris thank you so much blaine thompson thank you g bear thank you um everybody who has commented left a super chat i really appreciate it can't thank you guys enough um but yeah, I'll be doing this a lot more. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, any news that's, that's that's coming out, whatever. Um, and something drops, I try to make a video. Uh, you know, before um, before I I, I uh, get going and stuff in the morning time or whatever. If anything happens, any news breaks overnight, um, I'll try to get to it as as quickly as I can. But um, yeah, probably be doing this a couple times a week. So yeah, get used to it. Uh, pigskin addicts. Pigskin addicts podcast available spotify apple podcast 
take a look enjoy it's only one episode uh right now but this is going to be the second episode that i upload on there so yeah can't wait for you guys to enjoy uh oh let's see original one new father here too man congratulations it ain't easy but it's definitely motivation yes sir congratulations congratulations original one new father yes 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 love the children and um yeah man yeah we fatherhood is hard work but it's definitely worth it it's rewarding love 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 seeing the smiles on uh, my girls faces and uh yeah it's rewarding there's nothing like it nothing nothing like it at all um so yeah congratulations congratulations to you man really really appreciate you shout out to you man you've been one of the uh, ogs here so appreciate you and uh congratulations on your new fatherhood but so next time guys i'm gonna go ahead and, and uh end it there and um yeah so next time i'll see you guys this will be available though pretty soon on youtube and it'll be available on uh, spotify and uh, apple Podcasts as well but until next time appreciate you guys and uh, i'll see you next time